Hello, everyone. It's your favorite homeboy, Zach Iconic Thomas. Welcome into So Far, So Hood, the place for those who are misunderstood, baby. This is your home. Kick your feet up. Let's talk about some things and let's spill some tea. Welcome into another episode of So Far, So Hood. Thank you so much for coming back because we have a lot of things to talk about due to the fact that it has officially been one year of the Biden-Harris administration. Also, Roe v. Wade has turned 49 years old. And by the way things are looking in the Supreme Court, it might not turn 50. So we're going to talk about all that in the weekly run-up. But before we get into that, I'm your host, Zach Iconic Thomas. You can follow me on Instagram at Zach underscore Iconic underscore Thomas. And you can follow the show Instagram at So Far So Hit Show. Also, be sure to give me a rating on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, we're about to talk about all these things that are going on when it concerns politics because people have been losing their minds. And it's nice to just give a little pep talk and to be an, an insightful voice in a time where misinformation is going crazy. And a lot of people are just trying to figure out what's real and what's not real. So I'm going to tell you what's real. So let's go ahead and get into this weekly run-up. Ooh, my knees hurt. To start off this week's weekly run-up, let's talk about the fact that it has been one year of the Biden-Harris administration. Now, it has been a long walk to water. (laughs) It has been a long, long walk, but there is still so much that they can do and they have a long time to do it three years it's only been one year out of four so a lot of people are talking about you haven't got this and that done and all this and that you don't know what could happen in the next three years so let's hope for the best instead of hoping for the worst and they have actually accomplished a lot and people do not talk about the accomplishments of the biden harris administration because everybody wants to be critical and i understand i understand It's all right to hold them accountable, quote unquote. But at the same time, they have done a lot and a lot of things have improved and things have changed. And people turning out to vote for Biden and Harris, it actually did help things like a lot. And people don't realize how different things would be if, for instance, Donald Trump got elected. Like things things would be completely different. So let's talk about some of the accomplishments of the Biden-Harris administration. Now, the first thing is they were elected with over 81 million votes, which were, that's the most votes for any administration in presidential history. So that is, once again, shows you the historic nature of the 2020 election. Also, this happened during a pandemic. People turned out to vote in record numbers during a pandemic because people understood how important it was to elect these people to have competent people in the government who actually know what they're doing and to help help get, get things under control because shit was a mess all right shit was a mess in a dress and we both know it we both know it so when people say oh biden and harris have not done anything well imagine what it would be like if we had the other guy it would be insane Now, they have passed a historic bipartisan infrastructure deal, and this was done through the 
the polarized nature of the Senate and the fact that everybody is either on the extreme right or they're in the center. There isn't even an extreme left, okay, compared to the way the Republican Party is all the way to the right. And due to the fact that there are slim majorities in the Senate and in the House, the fact that they were able to pass a bipartisan infrastructure deal was really good due to the fact that the former president threatens the current members of Congress. And he says that if you vote for anything that will help the Biden administration, I will have another Republican run against you in a primary. So many Republicans, they are afraid to vote for anything in favor of the Biden administration. And there's actually five Republicans who say that they agree with Biden on a lot of things, but they will never vote for anything that he puts out because they're going to lose their seat due to Donald Trump's threats <laughs> and the fact that he really he's the ruler of the Republican Party. And that's their fault. Shit. That's up to them. So we have the bipartisan infrastructure deal. They did that. Also, the Amer- American Rescue Plan, which built a, a huge increase in the market in order for us to actually get over 200 million people vaccinated, the largest vaccine rollout in American history. So that didn't, didn't just happen out of nowhere. That was due to the fact that only Democrats voted to increase testing. They voted to increase vaccines and they voted to do all these things in order to help people get through the pandemic. Republicans did not vote for that stuff. So that is due to the fact that Biden and the Democrats got to work immediately as soon as they were elected last January. Also due to the fact that the American Rescue Plan was passed, childhood poverty dropped by 40% in America, which is really, really good that they were able to nearly cut it in half. So they also lowered the the unemployment rate to 3.8%, and they have added 6 million jobs. And they did this while dealing with a lunatic who was in the White House who would not have a peaceful transfer of power. Keep in mind that the things that were supposed to be prepared before Biden was inaugurated, he was not able to do because Donald Trump would not accept the results of the election. So they were behind. And even though they were behind, they still got so many things done. And they also rejoined the Paris Climate Accord. They reversed the ban on transgender people being able to be in the military. They did a lot of things on the first day to help the American people. So when I hear things like, oh, I'm not going to vote because da-da-da-da-da. Ooh! Now, a lot of people are frustrated due to the problems that the Biden-Harris administration still has to face because, you know, much like the topic for the day, nobody or nothing is perfect. So they are still facing a lot of things such as inflation, which is at a historic high. And this is a a global thing. I wish people would point that out more like the UK, they are going through the highest inflation they've ever seen in 30 years. Canada, their levels are above their pre-pandemic levels. So um, this is a global issue. And people often blame Biden for an issue that they, the Biden-Harris administration for an issue that they 
don't really have all that much control over. However, they're going to do everything they can to make sure that shit gets right and that inflation goes down. Also, um, Vladimir Putin is threatening to invade the nation of Ukraine. So that is also a substantial problem that's going on when it concerns foreign policy and all things of that nature. Because that would be the biggest thing since World War II, all right? You talking about invading fucking Ukraine? Oh my goodness. The world that we live in, that's insane. That's insane. So they are dealing with that on a foreign policy front. Also, you have Donald Trump endorsing all these people in the 2022 midterm elections. So most likely there's going to be a flip of Democratic control to Republican control in the House due to gerrymandering and voter suppression. And they have all these complaints about student loan debt. So there are there's a lot of things that the Biden-Harris administration still has to do. Nevertheless, they have accomplished a lot. All right. And people need to vote because they're going to be running for re-election. They are. They are. Yep, they are. So it's all right, y'all. You don't have to guess. In additional news, Roe v. Wade has turned 49 years old. And it's really crazy that Roe v. Wade might not see 50 years old due to the fact that it could be overturned in the Supreme Court as soon as this summer. So just keep that in mind that a woman's right to choose is on the line this year and people need to be paying attention to that and using that energy to get out to vote in the 2022 midterm. Now, Roe v. Wade was the historic Supreme Court case, which gave women the right to choose due to the um, the due process clause of the 14th Amendment, which protects against state action to protect a woman's privacy and her right to choose to have an abortion and the right to have privacy when making the decision to have an abortion. Keep in mind, I said the word privacy and abortion like 18 times. So that is why it's been constitutionally protected because of the privacy of the woman to make her own health decisions. However, with the conservative majority in the Supreme Court, they are really close to stripping out the, the foundation of the law or completely overturning the law in general. This is because of the Mississippi versus Jackson Women's Health Center case that is before them. Also, they have another case um, in Texas about as early as chosen to not do anything to prevent Texas from implementing these laws, which go against Roe v. Wade. So that just tells you, in a current sense, what the fuck they plan on doing. And most likely, you're going to see a wave of rights being stripped from women throughout this country early 2023. Hell, who knows? They take a long time to decide these cases. So it's just something that people need to keep in mind. However, it was a historic decision 49 years ago. And I just wanted to bring attention to that and give you a little historical thug moment. Yeah, a little historical thug moment. So that's the end of our weekly run up. We're about to get into our topic about Embracing Your Flaws and Perfectionism, and I'll be right back.
because the topic for this week's episode is perfectionism because as many people know i am a perfectionist and that's because i just like things to be right like i don't know it stresses me out so much when one thing is wrong like if for instance one little hair is out of place that will piss me off like i don't know what it is that drives me crazy but i've always been a perfectionist and over the years i've learned to embrace flaws and i've also noticed that a lot of people they struggle to embrace their flaws and it kind of makes me upset because i'm like what i don't even think of that as a flaw like people will point out something that they're insecure about like for instance maybe their teeth or their skin or the way their hair looks and i'll be like well i think you look perfectly fine so that is something that's really weird and i just don't think a lot of people sit down and learn how to cope with some of their flaws because as perfect as i um appear to be i do have a lot of flaws oh yes oh yes but i embrace them like i learned to just have them be a part of me along with the good things that come alongside with getting to know me so yeah i'm not perfect all right to quote hannah montana nobody's perfect and that's okay because striving to be perfect all the time is going to stress you out. I'm telling you, I am telling you, it's going to stress you the fuck out. And as you go through life, there's always going to be things you can improve and ways you can learn. So it's really impossible to be perfect. Like, there's no specific definition to being perfect. and it's weird how in this new day and age with social media, you have to look a certain way and you have to appear a certain way. And when you put out like a product, for instance, like with this podcast, everything has to be perfect. Like the quality needs to be amazing. The branding needs to be on, which is perfectly fine because, you know, I'm a, I'm going to bring it to you every time. You know, I got it. I got it. I got it. But at the same time, it really is stressful to feel like you can't have a slip up at all. And the same people who criticize people and point out flaws are like, oh, this was wrong. Or, oh, what's this that you um have on? Those are the main people who be having the most flaws. Like, what the hell? What the hell? Those would be the main people who have the most flaws. It really is incredible when people expect you to be perfect, but then they walk in looking like a hot ass mess in a dress. Like, wow, this this is a crazy world we live in, a crazy world. So there are some few, I have a few pointers that I can give to you on how to be okay with some flaws you have, because I've learned to, as I've said, hope and understand that not everything about me is going to be perfect. Not everything about the way I dress every day is going to be perfect. Like, and that's because I'm a human being going through this crazy ass life. So, of course, nothing is permanent. And that's my first point. Understanding that nothing is permanent. All right. Young youth, youth and beauty. That's not permanent. All right. Being young and youthful and having pretty skin. It's not a permanent thing, all right? Eventually, you're going to grow old. You're going to grow wrinkles. 
is going to happen. And it's crazy to me how people will do backflips and backbends <laughs> and <laughs> like be like the super villain in Disney movies and try everything they can to reverse their youth. Some people, they, they do a really amazing job. Like there'll be 60 year, 60 year old people who do not look 60 at all. And that's rare for you to see. However, it's just crazy how people do not want to age naturally. And it just shows you the pressure that society puts on people for you to constantly look beautiful. Because I don't know if there's this thing around presentation, but also in the black community, there is a way you have to present yourself all the time. And that's just something that comes along being raised, being black. Like, you're supposed to have clothes on when you have company. You're supposed to be dressed a certain way. When you go to church, you're supposed to be dressed a certain way. Like, when we are appearing in front of people, black people specifically, we are supposed to be presenting ourselves to be really professional due to those stereotypes and those societal thoughts that have been attached to us for so long. So that definitely gives you more pressure if you're a black person to just be perfect. And it's it's hard because, like I said, nothing is permanent. And that's the same thing for mistakes. When you make a mistake, that mistake is not permanent always. Some people, they make mistakes. <laughs> Some mistakes are permanent. Hold on. <laughs> I'm thinking of a few. I'm thinking of a couple. but mostly. A lot of mistakes, they are just temporary things that you are experiencing in your life. And same things with being perfect. You're not always going to look the same. You're going to be ever changing. You're going to be growing up. And it's okay to just embrace that and to learn that it's going to be okay regardless. Because that's what I tell myself all the time. Like, it's stressful being a young gay black man. And you just always have to look presentable or else people will be like, oh, something is off. And it'll mostly be family members sometimes. And of course, they don't do it out of spite. But then as soon as they point something out, you'll be like, damn, I do need a haircut, huh? You'll be like, oh, shit. <laughs> I do look kind of rough, huh? My next pointer that is really good is to always make your weaknesses or your flaws, make those your biggest strengths. Like, they are, they're, there's ways for you to turn something around and actually have it play in your favor. And that's for everything. And it just depends on how you react to it, really. Your reaction is 51% of what people are going to say and if they're going to keep on pointing out that flaw. Like, if somebody points out something about you, be like, bitch, I like it like this, hoe. And then I guarantee you, they'll leave you alone. They'll leave you alone. Just if something that bothers you is still bothering you try just try hear me out try living in a fantasy world and telling yourself <laughs> that it's not just start telling yourself that it doesn't bother you as much as it might learn to accept the fact that things are not going to be 100% all the time because baby you're going to be stressing yourself out and you live more comfortably you live more comfortably when you make your weaknesses into strengths because overall that 
makes it to where you really don't have weaknesses because it's all what people perceive of you and how they act. So once again, don't let motherfuckers call shit out. Be like, I like it like this hoe. My third and final pointer is the most important thing that I wanted to project on this episode. And that is imperfection is beautiful. Like it is one of the most beautiful things about life. The fact that things aren't perfect. And that's what a lot of people need to understand, especially younger people and especially people who are minorities, that it's okay for us to just be human sometimes and to not put so much pressure onto ourselves because a lot of us are are raised to always hustle. And sometimes hustling will tire you all the way out. But you have to find that balance between allowing yourself to be human and still working to make sure that you do look good and that things are good and that you're trying your best. That's the thing. If you're trying your best and things aren't perfect, do not beat yourself up about it. And that's what we need to learn, that imperfections are really beautiful because you you miss so much when you are just trying to not have a flaw or you're trying to avoid destruction and avoid taking risk because simply you don't want things to mess up or you don't want things to change that's always going to lead to things messing up i'm telling you i'm telling you so that is the end of our topic nobody's perfect i gotta work it again and again till i get it right Exact Excellence is dedicated to Nepal Kiazolu. Nepal Kiazolu is only 21 years old and she has already accomplished a lot. A lot. She is a racial activist and she also is a major in political science where she specializes in pre-law. She grew up in Brooklyn with a single mother. So I much like her understand how hard it is to put yourself through college where you were raised feeling like the whole American economy was against you. So Regardless, she still was extremely successful and has a lot of things to do because she is so young. We are only one year apart. That is insane. She started her activism at 12 years old when she wore a hoodie to school, which was all black. And on the back, it said, do I look suspicious? Now, she did this due to the murder of Trayvon Martin. And after doing this, Nepal was almost suspended from school. However, it was her freedom and her right to protest and for her to speak her mind through her clothing. So she ended up she ended up not getting suspended. Nepal Kiazola would go on to be the president in the youth coalition of the youth coalition for the Black Lives Matter movement of Greater New York. And she was the founder and CEO of Vote 2000. Now Vote 2000 was founded in 2017 and it was founded with the intention of getting more than 100,000 young people registered to vote. 
this was extremely important because 2017 was right before the 2018 midterms. So it was important that during that time that Democrats and people of color especially got out to vote and made sure that their voices were being heard in the 2018 election. Also, after the murder of George Floyd, she went to Minnesota to help with the Black Lives Matter movement and to help develop resistance efforts after the murder of George Floyd. She did all of this while being a beauty queen. So she does beauty pageants, and that's everything. I find that to be iconic because she is really beautiful. So she is Zach Excellence of the Week, Nepal Kiazolu. And be sure to check out her socials and be sure to check her out because she is everything. She is amazing. So we have come to the end of our episode and it has been a long week, but next week is going to be better. And the week after that's going to be better. And then after that, it's just going to be better because 2022 is all about progress and it's the year of things getting better. And we're just getting the foundation right now. Okay. There are big things coming for 2022 and I cannot wait. I cannot wait for the podcast and for everything. And there's going to be so much growth. But thank you for sticking with me for another episode. Be sure to tune in next week so we can make sure our lives stay so far, so hood. Hey, make sure you eat your vegetables, too. I'll be seeing that you be throwing away your broccoli. Yeah, eat your vegetables. Come on now. Cheers.